Well, I'm glad you're here today. We're going to continue on this open door. Last week, how many were here last week and heard me speak on the open door? Um, and I thought I'd pick that title just because, you know, we meet at the Open Door Church building. This is where we have church. And um, there's, how many know there's doors that, that you get challenged in life that God expects you to go through? There's, there's doors of obedience. There's doors of, that you walk through by faith. And a lot of times when you get to those doors, you, there's this thing called fear that will grip you. Ever been there? I think, I think that would be most of us. You can uh, say that you've been gripped by fear and, and knowing that that's the door you're supposed to go through, but something wants to hold you back. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. But again, what I, what I started uh, saying last week is doors are an entry into another place, a space and dimension. It's actually growth when you go through a door. It can be negative too sometimes. You can, you can have negative circumstances around you while you go through that door, but there's a growing, there's a maturing process as you go through that and enter into that other side. See, the, the doors that the Lord opens up for you are divinely designed for each of you. Each of you will have doors that are unique to you that you'll go through in, in obedience. Amen? And Jesus, as, as I mentioned last week, referred to himself as the door. He, the Bible says that he stands, he knocks at the door. It's up to you and I to answer and to walk through that door. It takes an action. That's the word that I, that I focused on last week is that it takes action on your part to go through that door. You can't just stand there and wait for him to come to you. He's expecting you to come to him. Amen? How many remember those little, your little toddlers when they were little tiny babies and then you'd reach out your hands, come on, come on, and they'd take those two steps and then they'd just collapse in your arms. That was so much fun to do that with my kids and, and other kids. And all of you have memories of that. It'd be one thing if you went to them every single time, you, you, they'd never grow. They'd never be challenged. They'd expect you to pick them up every single day then they're 24 years old and they want you to pick them up. It doesn't work like that. God, in the same way, expects you to take steps towards him in obedience. Amen? So um, what I want to talk to you this morning, or this afternoon, excuse me, is about the story of David and Goliath. David, how many like that story? David and Goliath. It's just one of the most wonderful stories in the Bible to read this through and as I mentioned last week, we talked about Joseph, the dreamer. We talked about how he had to go through a door of obedience and faithfulness. We read these stories and we think, well, yeah, that, that was great. God was with them. But did you realize this, that they had to go through that process? There were times of fear. There were times of, God, do you know what you're doing? I'm here in this pit that my brothers just threw me in, and I don't know what's going to happen and, and likewise, David, in the same place, I want to have you turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel, and we're going to read the text here, 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting in verse 32 through verse 50. And when you have that, say amen. 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 There's somebody that has it. Amen. And, and those that are still looking it up on their, uh, their digital, their 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 internet, whatever it is that you're looking it up on. 
Get to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. And I'm going to begin reading there. It's a long passage, so listen to, to this. And again, just to set it up, uh, David's a little shepherd boy. The Bible calls him the shepherd boy. He's the youngest of Jesse's children. And he's the sheep um, uh, herder. He's the one that's managing the sheep out in the field. And his, his brothers are in battle with the Philistines. And there's this giant that's been coming out for 40 days. The Bible says for 40 days, coming out to the front line saying, who of you Israelites is going to come out here and take me on? And, and he was arrogant. The Bible says he was a giant. The Bible says he was approximately 10 feet tall. That's a giant in any language. That's a, everybody say the word giant. giant. How many have faced giants in your life? Maybe not physically but spiritual giants in your life. Well, David's about to face the biggest giant of his life at that time. So let's look in verse 30. uh, I'm going to start in verse 32. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And King Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Verse 36. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Go and the Lord be with you. Then in verse 38, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in his pouch, his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Verse 41, meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. And he despised him. Let me, me, I lost my place here. Verse 43, he said to David, "Ah, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. And David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. 
This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, and all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Verse 48, And as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Plop. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for such an amazing story as this story of David attacking the giant in his life. Now I pray, God, give us anointing to our understanding to to me, Lord, as I declare your word. Your word is anointed and powerful. And and Lord, we pray that right now we receive it in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. Amen and amen. Amen. Incredible story here about David and Goliath, how this shepherd boy comes up to to this giant. And how many know that it took faith on David's part? Do you think for a quick second, maybe fear might have trickled into him? I'm pretty sure fear was in there somewhere. But he didn't let that, he didn't prevent that from going forward. Amen? There, There may be fear in your life for some battles. And that's okay. That's only human nature to become fearful at times. But you can't remain paralyzed in that place. Amen? Every one of us may have been fearful at some, some point. If you say here today that you've never been terribly afraid, there's a place right here on this altar at the end of the service, and I will pray for you because I know you're lying if you say that. Amen? Every one of you have been afraid of something at some point in your life. I would highly doubt it if anybody has not been gripped with fear. Gripped with fear. You know, David heard this, this giant and he had so much faith in his God. He had so much faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he knew that it wasn't his ability. It was Almighty God through him that would give him the victory. Amen? I think too often we get caught up thinking, well, I can't do that. And you're absolutely right. You can't do it. You and I can't do it. But with God Almighty, we can do all things. Amen? Amen. So this is what I want to remind you this, this, afternoon, this afternoon. I want to remind you that Jesus came here to give you a life that you can live abundantly. Not scared, not in fear, not backing down from anything. You go for it. You attack it. Just like David. Amen? Amen. So let's open that door of faith in our heart to go after it today, whatever that challenge might be here today. Some of you may have a challenge, a giant of health in your life right now. It may be a giant that you can't seemingly know uh, or uh, how to overcome that. And it's blocking all, that's all you can see is the health issue you got going on. I want to remind you today that the power of God will help you and will sustain you, amen, and will give you the victory so I want to I give you three quick points on how to handle fear 
as you go through open doors, as you go through doors that may be presented to you. Amen? So number one, if you have your outline, look at number one and say this with me. Embrace the challenge before you. Say that again. Amen. Wow. That's, I don't know, Pastor Rick, that's, that's pretty tough. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the giant I'm facing. I just want to remind you, David, as a shepherd boy, faced the giant down and he embraced it. He, he didn't think about it. You know what he did do? What I loved is when, when King Saul, the Bible says King Saul was a tall man. A tall man. He stood a head above everybody else, the Bible says. And he put on his armor on David. So David must have been a, you know, a good-sized young man at that point, still a young boy, but it didn't fit him. And he said, I can't fight in this. this isn't, these aren't my weapons. See, it's a great reminder that you and I can't fight with, with Pastor Rick's weapons or with, with Sister Betty's weapons, Mother Betty's weapons, you got to fight with your weapons. God has given each of you a weapon. Amen? You cannot fight with anybody else's weapon. So again, David, I love that about him. He said, nah, this ain't going to work. And he threw it all down, the big helmet, the, the big sword. You can imagine a big sword on a young boy. And, and you're looking at him. They must have been shaking their heads. This guy's going to represent our country. God, help. That's why he said, God be with you. Because he, he, he really needed God to, to be with him. The scripture in Psalms 46 and verse 1 says this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You know what I think of when I hear that scripture? My brother Ed used to quote that scripture to me all the time. When we would pray on Monday nights, he would quote that scripture to me all the time. It would always somehow come up in our prayer time. And, and I believe that, that, that God is our refuge and our strength. How many here believe that? He is your God, He is your refuge, He is your strength. Here, here realize this though. While David who is given credit for writing this. Okay, that's why it's in here, the scripture. But realize this, the closer David got to that giant, as he saw that giant coming to him, the bigger that giant got. You know, a giant might not look so big from 100 yards away, but when that giant is now standing 20 feet in front of you, he's looking mighty big now at that point. And he didn't back away. He stood and he embraced the challenge. He said, okay, Challenge, you're facing me? Bring it on. He said, bring it on. And he came, and, and, he, and it didn't stop him, amen? That's what I love about David here. He pursued the challenge. Now, he could have been gripped with fear. Uh, right now, as I say that, I want you to think of a time in your life when you were possibly gripped with fear or were going, what is that? What's going on? I remember recently, I think it was earlier this year, maybe last year, at about 2.30 in the morning, we have an alarm system, like a lot of people do nowadays. And it went off at about 2.30 in the morning. And on my alarm pad in my bedroom, it said, front door alarm. And I'm thinking, okay, someone's trying to break into my house. And I'm looking, and first thing I grabbed, you know, 2.30 in the morning, first thing that comes, you're, you're, you're sound asleep, and you're boom, because that alarm went off. It's blasting in the whole house. It's loud. And... Um, I grab my bat. I have a bat right next to my bed. It's a metal bat because those don't break. And I walk to my front door, but I'm half asleep. And I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you walk with me. And I got my bat. 
Just like David had his five stones, I'm ready to go. And you know what it was? It was just the battery on the alarm. That There was a battery that makes contact. It had worn out. It had to be replaced. I replaced the battery, and the alarm was taken care of. But in, that, in, that, in those first few seconds, I was, well, maybe I should send Dan. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. And don't tell her I said that. I went out there with the bat, and she was, I said, stay here in the room, and uh, if I'm not back, you know, then you can call 911. <laughs> but but uh, God took care of that. But for a brief second, I was like, well, maybe I should call the cops. And it, but I went over there and addressed that. Every one of us have faced something like that, where, where fear will grip you for a split second. But you have to go through it. You have to embrace it. Amen. See, when you face a problem, it doesn't do you any good to just stand around or just ignore it. It's not going to go away. The problem's still going to be there. The giant is still going to be there in your life. You can't just say, like a little child, I want my mama. I want, where's my daddy? Or, or I want to go home. I quit. I give up. I'm going to put the covers over my head. You can't say that as much as sometimes we as adults want to do that. Right? There may be times where you just want to put your blankets over your head and say, no, I don't want to deal with that. But that's not real life. Reality says you got to take care of it. You, not somebody else. You. And use the tools that God has given you. Use the weapons God has given you. Amen? Repeat this with me. Number one, embrace the challenge before you. Embrace the challenge before you whatever the situation is deal with it now deal with it now don't put it off just like David number two the second point is embrace the weakness that is within you embrace the weakness that is within you you see what I know about everybody about human beings is we all have weaknesses in us David had weaknesses I mean, if you read the Bible after this, as he grew up, he, he was a liar. He was an adulterer. He was a murderer. There were so many things, yet God said he was a man after his own heart. How, how do you reconcile all that? What I do know is God or David himself had a heart. He wrote Psalms 23. He wrote some of the greatest Psalms, Psalms 51, a prayer of repentance. You should see his heart in the book of Psalms. It's laid out for you. This is what I know about David is when he messed up, he confessed, he repented, he laid it all before God and said, Lord, I failed again, but I give it to you. I put my cares and trust in you. And, and so what David did was he embraced the weakness that he had. He embraced it. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10 says the following. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Did you know that when you are weak? God lifts you up. When, when, when you can come to him and say, Lord, I don't have the ability, that's when he picks you up. See, what the Lord wants you to hear is, he, what's he want, what he wants to hear from you is for you to state, I am humble enough to declare I am weak without you. I cannot do it without you. See, if you have the attitude, well, I can do it. I can take care of it. I don't need God. I don't need help. If you have that attitude, guess what he does? He says, okay, go for it. And he, he kicks back and says, show me what you got. Can you imagine the shepherd boy David 
going against Goliath and God just standing back, David would have been slaughtered. But he came in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the Bible says. Each of us here need to know what is our weakness? What is our weakness? See, it's okay to be weak. It's okay to say, I don't have all the answers. It's okay sometimes to say, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. I think too often times our generation says, well, you can't be weak. You can't show a weakness. And that's so far off from what God wants you to do. God just wants you to admit who you are. He wants to come up beside you and support you and be your strength. He wants to direct your paths. But if you're telling him, I got it all the time, how can he help you? Amen? Amen. Paul is the one who stated that scripture we just read. When I am weak, he is strong. We look at the life of Paul and we say, well, how could he, how could he say that? This was a great man of faith. The, the, the moment you admit to your weakness is when God gives you strength to become the mighty warrior, the mighty, valor, the mighty man of valor that you need to be, amen? The mighty woman of God that you need to be. It's when you admit your weakness. It's all right to say, you know, God, I'm weak in this area. God gives you strength in that area then when you admit it. But you got to admit it first to him, Amen. Is it okay for you not to have all the answers? Yes. Do you, let me ask you this, do you have people in your life, brothers, sisters here in church or outside of church that can come around you and help you and encourage you when times are tough? I hope you do. I hope you know that you have your church family here, that you have Pastor Rick that can help you and encourage you anytime you need that. Amen? It's, it's, it's a shame, really, people that come to church and don't connect, and don't ever ask for help. It really is a shame when God is saying, here you go, here's the help you need, and yet they never take full advantage of it. Amen? God is saying, recognize what that weakness is, and seek the help in that area. Amen? Here, let me tell you something very true. As long as you think you know it all, God God can't tell you a thing. Did you know that? It's okay for you to feel weak at times. It's okay. Just don't live there. Just don't get stuck there. All right. God wants to give you the victory, but he does want you to recognize we're all weak in certain areas. Again, when you come to church on Sundays, when you come to church on small groups, when you you come, uh, whether it's a Tuesday night men's group, a, a Wednesday night women's group, our prayer group on Saturdays, whether it's to the church picnic, we have a movie night. Those are times not only of fellowship, but of deep connection, of being able to pray for one another, of being able to see and sense needs that we all have. And when you fail to connect in those areas, you lose out on blessings. You lose out on opportunities. Amen? We are blessed to have that. God, through his people, his word, his spirit, is there to help each of us. Amen? Repeat after me that second point. Embrace the weakness within you. Amen. We all have weaknesses. And then our third and final point is embrace the power God will give to you. Now, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. We know this scripture. We've heard it before. But listen to the words here. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. 
What is it that works within us? The power of God Almighty, the Holy Spirit working through us to accomplish His will, His task. That is exactly what David had. David trusted God because you can imagine even Goliath laughed at him and said, you Israelites send out this little boy to fight me? And he laughed at them. Remember this, fear always mocks you. Fear will mock your faith. Fear is arrogant, is arrogant. It's like that loud chihuahua little dog, that loud terrier dog. You ever have one of those? It's always the neighbor that has one of those dogs, right? You know what I'm talking about. The ones that just yap, 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 yap. But the minute that you come up to them, they run away, right? They run away and scamper with their tail between their, 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 their legs. And that's kind of what could have happened here with, with David and Goliath. But uh, David stood strong. David didn't back away. David stood and fought the fight. Amen? Amen. He, was a, he was a mighty warrior at that young age. See, God will make you a mighty warrior for his kingdom. Amen. Aren't, you, aren't you thankful for that? David said, I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. Is that what you say when you face a trial, when you face a giant? I come against you, enemy. I come against you, giant. I come against you, spiritual attack. In the name of the Lord Almighty, in the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the name of of Jehovah Jireh, in the name of Jehovah Shalom, the the God of peace. Do you come like that? Or do you say, well, I'm going to give my best shot. Lord, I don't know if this is going to work. But Lord, I hope you're with me. You're already defeated. You better get back and get under the blankets. Remind yourself, you serve a mighty God. God is a a king. You are his, his or her heir. Amen? You are royalty. He provides for you. He will give you whatever you need in that, in that moment like he did for David. David trusted God. My question this afternoon to you, are you willing to trust him when you're in that battle of fear? When fear grips you and you know you're supposed to walk through that door, but fear is gripping you. Fear is gripping you. Are you willing to walk by faith like David did? God himself is within you. Remind yourself of that. That's why you're going to be able to go through that door because God himself is within you. He is in you. He lives inside of you. And David knew that. And that's why David could have that victory. Amen? Amen. David was was a mighty warrior. God is saying to each of us this, this afternoon, a great and effective door has been opened to you. Are you willing to walk through it by faith? You see, you'll never know what the plans are that God has for you unless you walk through that door. God puts those doors in front of us so that we grow, so that we mature. See, the whole whole course of history of Israel would have been altered if David never would have fought that giant. If David never would have stood up and, and had the courage to say, in the name of the Lord Almighty, I come against you, you uncircumcised Philistine. He was cutting him down. He was, he was throwing back at him. And, and he came in the, in the might and the strength of the Lord. And if he hadn't done that, Israel forever, I believe forever, would have been changed forever. See, God has a plan for each of us. Amen? Amen. 
God has a plan, just as he did for David. Simple obedience altered the course of a nation. Simple obedience from one shepherd boy altered the course of a nation. That is incredible right there. How a a young, simple boy could alter the course of a nation. Israel never would have known the victory if it had not been for David stepping through that door of faith. So as I close this, this afternoon, I just want to remind each of us, you may not have a Goliath or a giant in your life right now, but there will come a time where you are facing something. It may be an illness, something a doctor says to you. It may be something financially. It may be something relationally that seemingly it's a giant in your life and you don't know how to handle this. And this giant is is staring right at you and saying, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And believe me, there will be giants for all of us, Pastor Rick included. But we have to remember, we got to come in the name of the Lord God Almighty. He is our strength alone. It's not you. You can't put on anybody else's armor either. You have to put on your armor, the armor of God that God has given each of you, and put it on and go forward in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Let's step out in faith, each of us. Will you step through that door of faith? Why don't you stand with me this afternoon as we close? Will you step out in faith today? Will you begin to, if you have children in your home, teach them that the Lord is your strength. The Lord is the one that gives you that victory. It's not always going to be mommy or daddy. That's what I try to teach my kids. That's what I want to teach you. It's not always going to be, it's not going to be Pastor Rick. You got to learn how to fight your battles. There's a song. This is how I fight my battles. You've heard that song? Each of you are warriors for the kingdom of God. And we have to learn how to fight those battles. Let's step out in faith. Let's not fear, but go through that door into the place where the Lord would lead you. Repeat this with me. Embrace the power God will give to you. Embrace the power God will give to you. God will give you that power. But you have to trust him for that. You have to believe him for that. Amen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord is going to lead you. He never said he would leave you without. In fact, the Bible goes on to say he will make us lie down in green pastures. Amen. What a beautiful picture that is. He will lead you to the still waters. Wow, that's our God. That's my God. Amen. Bow your heads with me this afternoon. Heavenly Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us and guide us, that we put all of our trust and faith in you today, that God alone, you alone can fight our battles. Lord, we're tired of trying to face them on our own. We're tired of trying to battle on our own. We may may have been scared or fearful in the past, but Lord, from today forward, I will fight my battles knowing that you, God, lead the way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You provide the strength for me. You are my refuge and my strength. In you alone I trust, Lord. 
And God Almighty, I will put my first step forward. I will march through that door of fear. I will go through that door and I will face my giant head on. I will embrace the challenge, Lord. And I'll fight it in the name of Jesus. If you agree with that, why don't you raise your hand this afternoon that you are going to fight your battle and you're going to embrace them and you're not going to run away from it. You're going to fight by faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for every single person here today. I pray your blessing upon them, Father, that you would strengthen them, that you would be their courage. God, that you would be their peace, that you would give them strength in their battles that they face every day. Maybe for some of them, it's a battle they're facing tomorrow. Maybe for some of them, it's a battle that they're facing at home. I pray, give them peace and strength to win, to overcome that battle in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you again for today. We pray, Lord, your blessing upon every home. Pray your blessing upon every child, upon those that couldn't be here with us today. We thank you for it, Lord. We pray your blessing, Father. Now I pray your blessing again over our church. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen.